Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We've got another wonderful show in store for you today. Got lots going on. Um, I am also Facebook live streaming today, even though my guest is is not in studio today. I didn't do it last week, but I decided, ow, what the heck, why not uh, uh, put the video out there? Um, if you wish to, to see the video and it has the, the studio quality sound attached to it, you just go to my Facebook timeline, go to uh, facebook.com and just look for Sam Leibowitz. That's L-I-E-B-O-W-I-T-Z. Oh, I'm so glad you're with me. We've got a great guest in sure, and of course, we have our quotes of the week to start you off with. So why don't we get right into it? A wonderful topic on our show today, and I really want to get to it. So let's go. First, our quotes from the universe and from Abraham, from the universe. Has it occurred to you that you could ask for more? Not just more than what you have now, but more than you're now asking for? This is why I'm hot. The universe. <laughs> we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Reminding us to ask for more. To ask for more than we even thought of asking. Huh. Interesting way to think about things. And let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. If your dominant intent is to feel joy while you are doing the work... Your triad of intentions, freedom, growth, and joy, will quickly will come quickly and easily into alignment. See your career as one of creating a joyful life experience. You are not a creator of things or a regurgitator of what someone else has created or a gatherer of stuff. You are a creator and the subject of your creation is your joyful life experience. That is your mission. That is your quest. That is why you are here. Abraham. Ah, wonderful quote from Abraham today. You know, it, and this is really interesting because, you know, I've talked about it before on the show, how when it comes to law of attraction and it comes to the things that uh, Abraham talks about, you know, this idea of, you know, envisioning a big house, a big car or more stuff, you know, it's really just an excuse to feel more joy. It's not about the attraction of goods. It's not about bringing more material things in our life. It's really about feeling more joy. And, and I love this quote because what Abraham is saying is that if our dominant intent, if our intention, if what we're looking to do is to bring more joy into this world, regardless of how we do it. In other words, you can be an entrepreneur and the way you want to bring more joy into the world is through your business, through your venture, through some product. And that's fine. Keep the focus on joy. Keep the focus on making people feel wonderful. That raises everything. And it doesn't matter how you do it. You can do it a myriad of different ways. Maybe it's by creating a podcast. Maybe it's by creating a movie. Maybe it's by putting out a, a product that people need. But don't look at it as, oh, this is a way for me to make a lot of money and then I can live this amazing lifestyle and stuff. No, no. 
It's not about the money. It's not about the lifestyle. It's not about the house. It's not about the car. It's about how you feel deep in your soul. It's about how you vibrate. It's it's about it's about that energy inside of you coming alive and feeling this this zest for life in such a way that it becomes infectious. And that's the way we raise people's vibration around us. That's the way we bring more joy to the world. That's the way there are more smiles, more hugs, more playful experiences. I mean, this is the way that we come into alignment with what our soul and our spirit really thirsts for. Yes, we all like nice things. Absolutely, there's nothing wrong with that. The key is not to place the emphasis on the nice things. Let the nice things be your reward. Let the nice things, let the good things be, uh, you know, what you get because you bring more joy into the world. Let's not do it purely for the sake of these material things because that doesn't feed our soul. That doesn't feed our spirit. That doesn't feed our imagination. And that certainly doesn't feed our army of followers who are thirsting for what we have to share. So two wonderful quotes from the universe and from Abraham reminding us to ask for more and to bring more joy into every aspect of what we're doing. Now, look. This is not to say that, you know, everything we do is going to be joyful. Of course, sometimes we have difficult things to deal with. But so maybe you're not as joyful when you have to do the dishes as you are when you're hanging out in the park. But just bring a little bit more joy, just a little bit more joy into the things that you're already doing. Wonderful. And I mean, two amazing and wonderful quotes, especially given my guest today. Um, and, and also just before I bring on my guest, a couple of quick shout outs. I see we already have some fans on f- the Facebook live stream, Naini, or someone I've known for many years. Great to see you on the live stream, Naini. And Donna also joined us. So welcome. Welcome. So you guys are in for a real treat because I have an amazing woman as well as all of our listeners from around the world on talkingalternative.com. And just take a quick look at the map. We, we've got everywhere from Poland and Germany to Argentina and China and Iran and Korea and Japan. So welcome uh, our global listeners. So it is my pleasure now to welcome Diane Brandon. Diane is the author of three books, uh, Dream Interpretation for Beginners, Understanding the Wisdom of Your Sleeping Mind, Intuition for Beginners, Easy Ways to Awaken Your Natural Abilities, and Invisible Blueprints. As, she, as well as she's written several articles and is a contributing author to The Long Way Around, How 34 Women Found the Lives They Love and Speak Out. She's an expert on intuition and has researched its inner workings and has taught it extensively in classes, workshops, seminars, and continuing education at such universities as Duke and the University of Memphis. She also facilitates corporate seminars, and she's an expert and specializing in teaching right brain skills to 
others in a rational left brain fashion. She's created a conceptual model of intuition that has taught corporate seminars on intuition, maximizing creativity, and listening skills. And it is my pleasure to welcome Diane to the show. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Diane. Oh, well, thank you so much, Sam. I am tickled to be with you today. Ah, well, it's wonderful to have you here. I mean, talking about intuition and, and dreams, two of my favorite topics. So uh, I'm, I'm very uh, excited to, to, to have today's conversation. So I always like to start off in the beginning kind of giving uh, the audience a little bit of a uh, background and, and kind of give people a little context for how you, you got so into intuition and, and dreams. I mean, is this something that, you know, when you were a little girl, you said, Mommy, Mommy, when I grow up, I want to write books about <laughs> intuition and dreams? Or, or, or was this some the passion that kind of developed later on in life? You know, it, it's really, to be honest, Sam, it's a combination of the two. I was fascinated by dreams and really started to get into sleep and dream research and interpreting dreams back in grad school. Ah, okay. And did not know I was intuitive. That came out of left field about 23 and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. However, I've, I've been innately spiritual. I've always rem- remembered what I thought when I was born. And that's actually that my next book wow. comes out a year from now mm-hmm. um, on, on those of us who have been spiritually aware since birth. So that underpinning, that spiritual orientation was always there, but I thought I was here to do performing, Uh acting and singing, which is what I pursued for years. And after I started working with my intuition 23 and a half years ago and, and had already been working with dreams, it's like I thought, oh, this is what I'm really here to do. So it was... um. It was not a direct path. <laughs> ah, I see. I see. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, and uh, at what point did you decide that you um, uh, wanted to kind of focus on these kinds of things? You know, it, I, I think it was probably three or four years after I was already working professionally with my intuition, at that point, I started to believe, okay, I guess I am intuitive. Things just kind of took off, Sam. The writing started. I had no interest in writing. I hated to write papers in, mm. in high school and college and grad school. And, and, and the speaking began, and as I got into my intuitive work with people, I was really focusing on personal growth. I see. And spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And it all kind of coalesced together, I think. And I've really, over time, developed a passion for this work because, number one, there is that sense of purpose about it. And I know you know what I mean yes. by that. Yes. And fascinating because there's just... There's so many little nooks and crannies that I've been able to get into in my learning and exploration and research and in my work with clients. Mm. So um, So, so, it it just, it started, that was approximately, if I do some quick arithmetic, around 1994, I would say. uh, 
it's just really grown since then, and my sense of purpose with it has grown. And there are always new things to learn, new ways of of working with people. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really a very very dynamic process for me, and I just love the new areas that I'm that I'm exposed to, and sometimes the new levels I go to. Um, so let me ask you a quick question. <laughs> let, let me ask you a quick question before we go to break. Once you decided to kind of place both both feet firmly on this path, were there any in the in the early days? I'm talking now. Were there any like moments of doubt or fear of like, oh my God, what am I doing? Am I crazy? Yes. Uh, yes, there really were, Sam. The first was, what am I doing? You would doing this intuitive work because right. initially I didn't even know I was intuitive. The, the second uh, doubt had to do with the fact that, you know, I do not refer to my intuitive counseling work as, as being a psychic because okay. of all the negative connotations. Yes, yes. And, and, and yes, because it was my, this was not my self-definition, my self-definition. Yes, I knew I was spiritually aware from the moment I was born. And and beforehand, but but this stuff that was other people did this stuff. So yeah, right. I had to really, I had to really grow into this. I guess is the best way to put it. So yes, there were fears. There were fears about what other people would think about about my work when I didn't know what to think of it. <laughs> so so yes, right. yes, there were definitely fears. You hit the you hit the nail on the head, Sam. Right, right. Well, it it's kind of important to. To talk about this a little bit, because I'm sure there are people out there who, you know, they feel this stuff calling, tugging at their soul, and maybe they've, you know, they've always been in a normal corporate job, or they've always been, quote-unquote, normal people, and now it's like, it's a little bit of a challenge to their identity, and yeah, you know, sometimes that growth, that, that, that moving into a new place, that expansion, there's some resistance, there's some fear, there's some things that kind of keep us from fully embracing it or embracing it so easily. So I think it's it's important to bring that up. I totally agree with you, Sam. I was brought up in a very, you know, mainstream, quote-unquote, normal sort of background. And uh, my family was not necessarily into this stuff, though my father, I feel, was quite a visionary, had, had quite a lot of depth and spiritual awareness. Okay. But but aside from that, I think I have seen this with clients over and over again because when I read a client's essence, often I get into purpose. And I've often seen with some people that they would be doing work, whatever area we want to refer to this as, whether it's personal right. growth or, or, or wh- however Let's just call it, conscious, it consciousness growth. Consciousness growth. But... You know, they're at a point where they're not ready to see themselves doing that because they are still immersed right. in in the mainstream path. Right. And so that's why I say we grow into ourselves. Right, absolutely. And this happens, this happens when it's supposed to happen. So that's right. okay. Right. That's okay because everybody's path is, is different. Right, right. Um, Okay. And if it's supposed to happen, it, it, it will happen. People will get triggered. 
Absolutely. Um, and I've seen that over and over again. Absolutely. Okay, uh, Diane, let, let's hold it there. We're going to go to commercial break. Uh, we'll be back in, in just a minute. And when we come back, um, let's just start uh, talking about like what are the first indicators of, of intuition and, and how uh, people can develop it, okay? Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with author Diane Brandon about intuition and about dreams. So let's start on the intuition side, Diane. When somebody comes to you and they like, I don't know, these weird things are are happening to me. How do you know it's intuition? Oh, that's a wonderful question, Sam. You know, when I teach intuitive skills to other people, Often people attending will say, you know, I know I'm intuitive. I've had experiences, but I, I don't trust it. How can I learn to trust it? Right. I think, right. And, and you know this, Sam, <laughs> intuition is not taught in schools. It's not, it's not part of our official culture. And so, you know, we're really brought up to trust what we see and what we hear and what we know through our five, I call them the recognized senses. Right. And so people are a little afraid of being ridiculed or being considered strange if they start paying attention to their intuition or listening to it, much less really developing and developing it and learning to do what I call accessing it on demand. So, you know, that we can get those wake-up calls. I think if we have enough experiences where we've gotten intuitive information spontaneously and we haven't listened to it and then we regret not having listened to it that's that's a motivator i I like to say it it, it's you know we're all afraid to be the first person in the room to make kind of the comment of like oh this strange thing happened to me because we think everyone's going to look at us like we're nuts but once Mm -hmm. we finally do open our mouths we found that we find that like 
half the people in the room can say, oh, yeah, and I had this happen. Oh, yeah, and I saw this, and oh, I had that. And all of a sudden, we find that we're not so strange or weird after all. That Actually, most people have had some kind of unexplainable thing, whether it was a premonition or just a knowing or they saw something that wasn't there or whatever it happened to be, that it's actually much more common than we uh, believe uh, it's just everyone's afraid to talk about it because they're all af- we're all afraid of embarrassing ourselves. Yes, yes, and that's really, really true. You know, it, it, it's so interesting that you know so many people hold back from sharing things like that, and it really is true that most people have had experiences, and it is referred to in our in our mainstream culture. It's called you know, a hunch in the, in, the, in the corporate world. It's called a hunch, or it's called, right. uh, some people call it women's intuition. Right. But this is a very, very natural human ability, and it is our cultural conditioning that has gotten us to stray from it. But yes, people, most people experience this spontaneously. Mm-hmm. And I think we hold ourselves back when when we're concerned about what other people will think and and I could go off on a tangent on that one Sam about allowing ourselves to be who we really are and and daring right let's get really are let's get back to the um uh, to the original question though like you said it's how how can people learn to trust it Mm. I think one way of learning to trust it, is, as I said, is, is kind of the negative approach, and that is by having enough bad experiences when you don't listen to it that you, you start to give it more credit and you start to trust it and pay attention to it. The other way of doing that is to learn how to access it on demand and, and have confirmation of the information that you're getting. Right, right. And that's a positive feedback loop that then encourages people. Right. Um, and, again, this is a natural skill that everybody has innately. It can be developed. It can, you can learn how to access information on demand. The other part of this, Sam, is when, when you learn to listen to your intuition get information, whether it's paying attention to it coming to you spontaneously or accessing it on demand, it has huge benefits for us in our lives. And and one that I feel is very, very important, I mean, there are other benefits, a lot of benefits, but one is that it really does help to empower us. It gets us into our inner knowing. It can lead us to think more for ourselves and for people who doubt themselves it can really help to boost self-confidence right and, there are other benefits as well and, you know there's spiritual benefits mm-hmm. you know it can improve relationships it can really give us better insight into other people obviously it can help us make decisions Right. And, you know, the thing is, I I always, uh, when I talk to people about it, I always like to say to them, look, it's a muscle. Think of it like a muscle like any other. If you never train it, if you never use it, you know, go to the gym and lift some weights with it, it's just going to atrophy. It's not going to do any good. So 
you know, practice using it on small things, on little things that, you know, you don't really have a, an emotional stake in because you might be more uh, likely to get a, a, a good, a positive or an accurate response. So I, I sometimes uh, give people the example of like how when I started developing my intuition, uh, I remember one time I was going to a meeting and I, I took a, a, a subway to, to get there and I came out of the subway and I had to walk a few blocks to get to where the place was and I'd never been there before. And so without looking at like the the numbers on on the addresses of the buildings, I like knew the address of where I was going. I was like, is this on the right side or the left side? Okay, I just closed my eyes and said, right or left and was like left i'm like okay fine so i started walking down the avenue on the left side thinking that's where the place should be and, and it looked like i was probably right but then when i got to the block where i thought it should have been there was this huge construction site and there was no no storefronts no building and i was like oh wow i guess i was wrong so i crossed the street and i'm looking on the other side of the street but i couldn't find it there either until I went a block further and then I found it diagonally across on the other side of the avenue, which was actually what my intuition had initially told me, but I had doubted myself halfway through. Yes, yes. And, and you brought up a very, very important point, Sam, and that has to do with, with practicing. Number one, yes, it is a muscle and, and practice is important. And number two, in initially trying to work with information that's not that's not emotionally based because one of the biggest pitfalls in in getting intuitive information is our own what i call it our own personal stuff our wants our fears our mindsets our beliefs it's very very important to to be able to bypass the personal stuff to get the pure information that's that's more reliable um so that's that's a really really important point with this. Right, exactly, exactly. And and you know, sometimes we when we start with something new, we like want to go for the big things and like, oh, I want to have some great two flash. But you know, if you haven't spent the time practicing on little things, you know, that's kind of like going to the gym and saying, I'm going to press 250 pounds today. Well, how much have you lifted before? Well, five. It's like maybe you want to step it up a little bit at a time and not go straight to the 250-pound weight. Exactly. Exactly. And the important thing, too, is to build up your confidence with this. And, right. and you can get confirmation on those little things just like you did with, with, with which side of the street the building would be on. Um, that's a wonderful approach. Right, exactly. Um, because, uh, let's see, having a little trouble on... Uh, uh, on our Facebook live stream, but I think we're back now. Right, exactly. Ah. That uh, it's back. Um, Good. But yeah, I, I mean, exactly. It, it's it's uh, you know we want to make you know a major decision in our lives intuitively, yet we haven't spent the time to like look at little things and to build up our confidence and our trust. Because right, isn't ninety percent of of really. Um, developing our intuition is just trusting it. Yes. And it's also paying attention to, uh, to subtleties because right. 
our intuitive voice, I'll call it voice, even though it can come in many different forms, mm-hmm. can often be very, very subtle. It's not that, it's not like we get a neon light right. <laughs> in front of us, <laughs> you know, with the answers. So, yeah, yeah, it can be very quiet and subtle. Right, exactly. So it's it's learning to pay attention, and and it's and it can also be, like you said, it comes in different senses. So it's also being a little bit more aware of our bodies because mm-hmm. sometimes we can feel something in our body that can kind of give us an indication of of which way to go. But but here in in the Western cultures, we tend to be very mind focused, and everything's through the mind, and we forget that we also have a body. That is so true, Sam, and there's even, there is even official, an official term for that now. It's called embodied cognition, uh-huh. where, okay. you know, our bodies do perceive, different parts of our bodies do perceive. We talk about right. gut feelings, right. and, and there is a scientific basis for those that's been uh-huh. found now. Uh-huh. We talk about, you know, confirmation bumps. It's been proven, too, that there's a knowing in the heart, the research of Institute of Heart Math. So our bodies never, we should never discount our bodies as as a vehicle of knowing and information that's also dialoguing with us. Right, right. Absolutely. It's not just the mind. The mind is a wonderful thing. But right, it's not right. just mine. But it's, but it's not. It's a wonderful thing. But it's not everything. Yes. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. So listen. It's time for us to take another commercial break. Uh, when we come back, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, how your you developed your intuition and what kind of surprises sort of showed up along the way. Okay, Diane. That sounds like a great topic, Sam. Wonderful, wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. Are you looking for a show where people talk about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Well, then you have come to the right place because The Rob and Callie Show is doing just that. For the last 10 years, Rob and I have been having our own version of Sunday morning therapy sessions on the phone, and now we're bringing it to the radio. So tune in and call in live Wednesdays, 8 to 8.30 on talkradio.myc. And that's Eastern Standard Time, so join us. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Uh, we're talking with Diane Brandon, author of Intuition for Beginners. So let's uh, begin, Diane. So how did um, you first, like what were some of the first things you learned around developing your own intuition? 
You know, for me, Sam, it was on-the-job training. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I will will back up and say, you know, back in grad school, you know, I I did buy some tarot cards and I Ching, and my roommate in grad school and I would sometimes, you know, do little readings for each other, but I hadn't really focused on those in years, and I had never weaned myself off the external tools. Uh, So when I started working with my intuition, and I will confess, it was on a 900 line, because uh, at the time I was still pursuing performing. Right. And so it was really like flying without a net. And I was very, very nervous about it. Right. But I was getting positive feedback, so that in itself was was confusing to me at the time. Right. And and I continued to do it within less than a year. You know, I was already doing private work not on the 900 line. Right. Okay. And it just took off. It just took off. I live in the Research Triangle, Raleigh-Durham, Chapel Hill oh. in North Carolina. Okay. And metaphysics or spirituality has always been big in this area. And so it was at a time in the area where there was just a lot going on. And so I learned over time. Initially, I was thinking, well, most of my my information seems to be coming in the form of impressions. And then I learned, oh, no, some of it's kinesthetic. I'm feeling this. Mm. And sometimes I would get visual images or I would get colors okay. it just kind of expanded i could look back and realize after i finally could accept okay i am intuitive i could look back and go okay well i've always been inner guided that has been with me forever right it's always been huge right and and so it was kind of a gradual series of, of, of things being revealed to me about about my own intuition. And of course, in doing the work, oh, I learned so many things. I had not theorized about people having a specific essence in a oh. lifetime, but okay. in my work with people, I, I, I realized over time that one of the first things I was doing with a new client was reading their essence. <laughs> it was like, oh, well, I have to chew on this idea. Huh. <laughs> and so okay. there were all these little revelations. That's why I wrote my first book, Invisible Blueprints, because I was so taken aback uh-huh. by some of the information you know that I was that I was getting. And I think that's an important point too, Sam. That if people will give permission to themselves to explore their intuition many doors will open that they may not foresee and many insights will come to them that they don't they don't foresee the same too i think there's a general more generalized sort of thing going on with this and this has to do with allowing ourselves to get out of the box that we live in or that our culture has ingrained in us and to start exploring parts of ourselves that we may not know are there. I call it the the deep inner diving, exploring Mm. the deeper parts of ourselves. Intuition is one way of doing that. 
exploring our dreams is another way of doing that. Right. It not only enriches our lives and enlarges our sense of ourselves, but there is so much treasure lying within us. I, I liken it to like this little treasure chest that's inside of us. We don't even know what's there until we open it and we start to look inside. Right. So that's what dreams, intuition, spiritual unfolding, personal unfolding all have in common. Mm. And, and we're going to get to dreams those, a little those bit riches. more. And the other part of this has to do with with our personal stuff and, and working on clearing those personal personal um, old problematic things, whether it's old dysfunctional thinking or programming or a mindset or a fear from experiences in the past. Mm. And that only not... That not only allows us to to feel better and and lead a richer, more fulfilling life, it also opens us up more to what I call our higher soul awareness mm. and being able to get to those other levels spiritually. Right. So you know, there's so many benefits from all of this. Right, right. Yeah, and I do want to talk more about uh, dreams and dream interpretation a little bit. Um, just a, first a quick shout out. We got some some love on the Facebook live stream. Thank you, Carson, Roger, and Lee for, for liking the stream. Um, and for those listening and want to see the stream afterwards, it will be uh, posted up on uh, my Facebook timeline. <coughs> Excuse me. So uh, just before we move to dreams, I'm just curious, is there one... I don't know. Uh, let's call it one outrageous sort of thing that came to you very intuitively that that you were kind of like, really? Or like really, you know, surprised <laughs> you that later on kind of got borne out and like surprised you in a big way? Uh, yes. I don't know if I would say got really borne out, but there were times when I would get intuitive information and it would actually be in conflict with my own concepts. Ah, okay. And over time, I would go, okay. One of these that really blew me away was that I got that, and, and, and since I've gotten it for a few more people, that, that one soul was expressing itself through two different bodies. Ah, Okay. Um, living at the same time. <laughs> right, right. Well, wouldn't <laughs> at you? At first, I thought, well, that's that that's strange. And of course, one one very common one is that I typically felt that we have a soulmate. Right. You know that that's kind of like the through eternity right. soulmate. And I've gotten information that that no, that can really yes soul connections are extremely important in relationships right. and when i look at a person's relationship i also look at the soul connection in addition to the dynamics in the present lifetime but there are times when two people may have that that energy on a soul level of being soulmates or partners but it's not to happen in the present lifetime 
Uh, yeah, I mean, the, that idea of like w- one soul sort of expressing itself through two different bodies, I mean, that basically uh, is, uh, you know, I think like that concept of twin flames. You know, I hear people talk about twin flames all the time, but I don't think they really understand it. And it's really not something that's very common and not something that I think everyone will experience in their life. But uh, that that special connection, th- there are, I guess there are all kinds of sort of strange ways in which spirit manifests in physical reality that that kind of go beyond sort of our preconceptions of the way things quote-unquote should be absolutely and that's that leads me to another and i've known this for years sam Mm -hmm. i think a lot of times as humans we want these simple little rules for how things happen but this is a very very creative universe right and there aren't rules um you know, right, I could absolutely. go off on a tangent yeah, yeah, on that, yeah. and, and, right. I, and I won't. And I think it's important for us just that that this is a creative universe. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and that and an expanding one that's constantly finding new and different ways to uh, express itself. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, just uh, checking on the back end of our listeners through the website. Uh, welcome aboard Indonesia and Egypt. Wow, we got a lot of international countries listening to us today. I think we got about nine or ten different countries listening online. And uh, and a big shout out to my friend uh, Willie who just said awesome and gave us a nice happy smile face on the Facebook live stream. Um. Okay, Diane, let, let's move on to, to dream interpretation. Actually, I, I have a dream I have to ask you about. But, but first, let's just talk Ooh. about a little bit. Um, how did you kind of, I mean, I guess they kind of naturally go together, but, but how did you end up sort of um, expanding from focusing on intuition to so now sort of including the world of dreams in your work? Well, it's interesting, Sam, because I actually started with the interest in dreams, you know, at least 20 years before my intuition came ah, along. okay. And sometimes I'll joke and say that it's because I love to sleep. <laughs> but that's not really a joke. I mean, number one, I do love to sleep. Yeah, I, I think I think I was told before I came into this lifetime, because I, one of the things I remember thinking when I was born was that I didn't want to be here again. But I think I was told that when I slept, that was the closest I could come to being back on the other side. So I've always embraced oh, sleep. Interesting. Okay. For some reason, I've always been plugged into symbols, and I've always looked for meaning. And so right. with dreams, dreams have always fascinated me, and I have always sensed that they were another world, Right. And 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 they are, right. and the more I have delved into them over the years, the more complexity that I have seen, because I see. I, I've come to learn that there are different types of dreams, there are different potential ah. sources of dreams, okay. and some people will be put off by a dream appearing to be really really bizarre, right. but. If a dream is coming from our unconscious, our unconscious has its own vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Our unconscious works in a very, very different way from our conscious mind. There's some physiological reasons, you know, for why our unconscious is, is more um, predominant right. while we're sleeping. Right. But, you know, symbolism, I guess I've always loved symbolism because even in high school, 
you know, when I had to explicate, you know, a short story or a poem, it it was easy for me. Right. And the more I delved into dreams, the more richness I saw with meaning. Mm-hmm. The more I also saw that that dreams can also provide us many, many different benefits in our lives. They're very, very mm-hmm. enriching. They can... Okay. They can give us information on on personal growth, mm-hmm. for example. They can right. give us insights for our, our our life path, our purpose. They can give us health information. There are spiritual aspects. Oh, there are places we go, not even while we're dreaming, but in the deepest levels of sleep. And that's when we tend not to bring back a conscious memory. We can be taken to other places. We can be taught things. I mean, taken uh, spiritually to, you know, other levels of the universe, other dimensions. Right, right. And we can be worked with spiritually. We can be right. we can be taught things. Right. Um, we okay. can even use our sleep and dreams for problem solving. Right. Many people right. have gotten creative inspiration or even scientific um, answers. You know, right. while sleeping and dreaming. So yeah. this is a rich, rich world. I think we look at it as okay. It's this black pit that we descend into, <laughs> and oh boy, you know, there's nothing there. It's not. It's 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 the other thing that we don't pay attention to. We pay right. attention to <laughs> our waking, conscious life. But you know, right. when we're sleeping, some people have said that our waking reality is Maya. It's the right, illusion. The illusion, right. That's while we're sleeping, that's that's the reality. But it's mm. it's a wonderfully rich, rich world, Sam, with so many different benefits for us. Right, right. Okay, wonderful. All right, believe it or not, it's time for us to take our last commercial break of the show. When we come back, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about a dream I had recently and see what you think of that. Okay, Diane? Wonderful. I look forward to that. Oh, wait. All right. So, everybody, you got to stay tuned if you want to hear about my dreams. So, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and storytelling? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your brand new radio host on talkradio.nyc. I've been professionally writing and drawing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for over 15 years. Catch my new show, Secrets of the Sire, Fridays at 11 a.m. and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com right now. TalkingAlternative.com
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been talking this hour with intuitive and dream expert Diane Brandon. Um, so, Diane, I, I had a dream. Actually, I had a couple of dreams recently that I remembered that that not the whole dream, but there was like a little piece of the dream that was kind of similar. In this one dream, I was in a car, I think with my mom and my sister, and we were driving somewhere, and then there was like this huge wave, and we like literally were like driving along the wave until it receded, and then we were like on land, and we had to get out of the car and get it fixed. And then just, not last night, maybe night before last, I had another dream where I was in a car with someone else. I don't remember who. I'm trying to remember how it happened. But it was like we were driving and then we we like had to drive off the road over a cliff and like trying to make it to the other side. And we were like flying through the air and I wasn't sure we were going to make it to the other side. And I had the, the window open and I was like ready to to jump out or whatever to kind of like grab a hold to the rocks on the other side or something yet somehow although the car didn't make it we all made it to like the other side of this chasm and i was like sitting on the rocks or something and then other stuff happened afterwards and there were other people there but so i'm curious this thing with because i don't usually have dreams with cars in them what do you think uh, that symbolism is all about very, very interesting, Sam, and you answered one of the questions I was going to ask you about the frequency of having dreams about cars. Um, when did you have these two dreams again? I had them, like, uh, within the last six days, I would say. Ah, okay. Very, very recent. Yes. Um, I'm going to preface this and say that I don't typically believe in, in universal symbols and dreams. Okay for a dream coming from our unconscious because it, it has its um, own vocabulary. However, I have seen a few symbols that do tend to to be, have a fairly universal meaning. Okay. Uh, being in a car is one of them because a car in real life takes us places. Right. So a lot of times when we have a dream about being in a car driving somewhere, it's where we're trying to go in our lives. In the first dream, uh, you were with your mother, and I believe you said your sister? Yeah, my sister, yeah. And you were driving along, and all of a sudden there's a huge wave. Mm -hmm. But the wave doesn't take you over. You're able to ride the wave. Right. So the fact that your mother and sister were there with you in, in your car, this would seem to indicate some something that you're doing or place you're going with your mother and your sister, your family. Hmm. Okay. They're both in Israel, so uh, mm -hmm. we'll have to see. Okay. Well, this is this is this is this is not literal. It's it's figurative. Right. Figuratively, yeah. It could be a project you're working on. It could be a common goal. Right. You okay. Know, that you have. Okay. But a wave, you know, typically when we see a big wave, we're concerned about, you know, like a tsunami being being affected by it, but you ride the wave. Right. So you're able to deal with whatever that is that happens out of the blue. In the more the other, I think, was you said was the more recent dream. Right, right. That was the earlier dream, and then a couple of nights later, which was a couple of nights ago, was the other dream of, like, flying over a chasm. 
And you were with a friend in the car in that dream? I don't remember. I was with someone else in the car. There might have been two other people in the car. I don't remember who the people were. So it didn't feel like family again in the car with you? I don't think so. I don't Mm -hmm. think so. And as you said, you, you, you were off the road, you went off a cliff, there was a chasm, mm-hmm. and you kept trying to make it to the other side. Right. And this feels, again, to me that you're trying to move forward with, some, with something. Okay. Now, whether this is precognitive, indicating that there will be all these obstacles, mm. or whether it's a message to you that even if you are sidetracked, so to speak, from, from how you're trying to move forward, or even if you're trying to move forward with, you know, other people, even if right. they're non-specified, right. that you're still alive, and, and the goal is to make it to the other side. So the goal is to get to where you're going. Right, right. That could... That could really apply to any area of your life where you have some sort of project or where you're trying to move forward and perhaps some other people are involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Could be one other person, could be two other people. Okay. The number, I think, is, is not something that really, really matters. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It could even be, it could be in your private work with clients. It could be you know, with the radio show. Right, It's interesting that you've had these two dreams so close together. Right. So if anything has changed in your life in the past month or so Mm. that could have bearing on on moving forward or projects in your life that could have caused any sort of concern about Mm. being, uh, being able to move forward, I think... The first dream especially is reassuring you because you were riding the wave. Right. right. The second dream may be more what I would call reporting. It's, it's like it's reporting to you that this is what you're trying to do. Your, tr- your goal is to make it to the other side. Right. Gotcha. gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Now, the other part of this that I didn't mention and I didn't ask you, Sam, is how did you feel in these dreams? Um, you know, it's like kind of when we were in the middle of things, it was a little, you know, not a lot, just slightly a little worried, a little fearful. But then like once I got through it, it was like everything was fine. And it was kind of interesting. Now, was that both dreams? Yeah, both dreams. Well, and what I didn't mention is how we feel in a dream, in different parts of a dream, and how we feel when we wake up. Right. Also give clues as to meaning and so you were a little concerned in these dreams but you were fine so that's another huge message for you in these dreams Mm. that no matter what is happening as you're trying to move forward with specific or even non-specified projects right you come out fine right okay 
Okay. So I think these were reassuring dreams as well. Ah, interesting, interesting. Okay, yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, Good. well, believe it or not, Diane, we, we're almost out of time. We only got a couple of minutes left. So before we sign off, um, if uh, um, anybody wants to get in touch with you, they want to learn more about your work, um, where can they go to find out more information? Well, the, probably the best place is my website, and okay. that is dianebrandon.com, D-I-A-N-E-B-R-A-N-D-O-N.com. Wonderful. My books, especially The Dream Interpretation for Beginners and Intuition for Beginners, are widely available. Right. Uh, my next book, Born Aware, uh, Stories and Insights from Those Spiritually Aware Since Birth, will be published next year. Okay. Wonderful. Some, sometime between May and August, and... Those are probably the best ways. I am available for private consultations. I also give private lessons, one-on-one lessons in intuition. Okay. Uh, so that's it, I think. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. And, and you work with people virtually, right? Because, you know, a lot of our listeners are from around the world, so if they want to contact you, they could get a session or a reading with you, you know, via Skype, Absolutely. phone, I, I do sessions. Uh, most of the sessions I do are by phone, uh, and okay. I can do them by phone or via Skype. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Well, Diane, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. It was a pleasure having you on the show today. Oh, thank you so much, Sam. I have really enjoyed speaking with you. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you all so much. Um, Of course, coming up next is our brand new show, Frank About Health, with Frank Harrison, talking all about um, people with major sort of health challenges still being able to go out there and thrive. Um, And uh, also, I just, because I know I haven't updated the commercials yet, but um, those of you may have noticed that Secrets of the Sire is no longer on Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. They've moved to Wednesday evenings. They're now on at 8.30 p.m. on Wednesdays. Uh, We'll be getting an updated commercial in the commercial block soon for those. So please just check our website, sign up for our newsletter to make sure that you have the latest information. You can always find us at talkradio.nyc or talkingalternative.com. Thank you all for listening and thank everybody on the live stream and we will see you and talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and storytelling? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your brand new radio host on talkradio.nyc. I've been professionally writing and drawing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for over 15 years. Catch my new show, Secrets of the Sire, Fridays at 11 a.m., and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com right now. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? 
Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 